श्रीमद् भगवत गीता चैप्टर 17 वर्सेस 3 टिल 6 द श्रद्धा ऑफ ईच इज अकॉर्डिंग टू हिज नेचुरल डिस्पोजिशन ओ डिसेंडेंट ऑफ भरत द मैन कंसिस्ट्स ऑफ हिज श्रद्धा ही वेरीली इज व्हाट हिज श्रद्धा इज सात्विक मैन वर्शिप द देवास राजसिक द यक्षास एंड राक्षसास द अदर्स The tamasic men worship the pratas and the hosts of bhutas. Those men who practice severe austerities, not enjoined by the shastras, given to ostentation and egoism, endowed with the power of lust and attachment, torture, senseless as they are, all the organs in the body, and me, dwelling in the body within, know them to be of asurika resolve. Question. सर नमस्ते हाउ डू आई आइडेंटिफाई हु आई एम वर्शिपिंग हियर श्री कृष्ण इज सेइंग श्रद्धा ऑफ ईच इज अकॉर्डिंग टू हिज नेचुरल डिस्पोजिशन इफ दैट इज सो हाउ डज वन एलिवेट द सब्जेक्ट ऑफ श्रद्धा फ्रॉम द वन गिवन बाय हिज नेचुरल डिस्पोजिशंस व्हाट आर दीज ऑस्टेरिटीज दैट श्री कृष्ण इज रेफरिंग टू इन द वर्सेस हाउ to identify the object of your shraddha how to know who is it that you are worshiping you will have to look at your life actions decisions when we say worship what do we mean we mean holding something as higher than ourselves when you hold something as higher than yourself and also you want to achieve it then the sense of worship comes in the object of your worship has to be tremendously big beautiful worth attaining worth being one with then the sense of worship comes how to know what is it that you are worshiping just see what is it that you are prepared to sacrifice the most for what is it that you are prepared to sacrifice the most for hmm? look at your value system look at the daily decisions that you make what would you give up your food for what would you give up your money for hmm? keep questioning keep striking out all the stuff that can be given up for something else and keep listing the stuff that you find so valuable that you are prepared to give up a lot for its sake once you have listed all that you hold to be valuable 
then see what is it that you are prepared to give even these things up for that will bring you to the object of your utmost value that will bring you to the thing that you value the most and typically it is just one object that you value the most it is almost like a rule hmm? so you could say for example that you value a person the most in your life right let's say you love someone as love goes you love someone and you would say i am prepared to give everything up for this person i've already done that i i left my society my family a lot of money a lot of conveniences all of that behind for this person all right now what is it that you would probably leave this person for no i won't leave this person for anything in the world hmm? you might be right probably you won't leave this person for anything in the world but what if you have a terrible fight this this person no no fights come and go i won't leave this person what if you have a prolonged spell of strife and bad relations with this person what if this person says or does something that hurts or offends you and such a thing happens repeatedly no i probably still won't give this person up okay are you serious you would still not give this person up i'm not sure maybe so you see that a fissure is opening up you see that the possibility is now showing up ultimately you are prepared to give up even the one most precious and dear to you for the sake of preservation of your ego and that's what we all usually worship the most all other worships are secondary to it are you getting it oh my teacher is great i left the world behind to come to my teacher i left a lot of money behind i left conveniences behind to come to the teacher all right now oh the teacher is quite a jerk it seems he says nasty things hurts me offends me threatens to beat me up uh, so he hurts you and offends you then i am probably on my way to leave the teacher all right so what is it that is higher than the teacher that which is offended and that which is offended is called the ego ultimately it's the ego that we worship for the sake of the ego anything can be dropped and for the sake of the ego anything can be attempted to be obtained 
Hmm? No, I worship my God the most. What if your God keeps failing and disappointing you? Hmm? No, I don't really foresee how I can drop my God. He's my favorite God. Your favorite God, right? And that which you decide of as favorite can one day be unfavorited as well. Correct? You are the one who tagged the word favorite to that God. You were the one making the decision. And if you can make a decision in one direction, you retain the authority to reverse the direction of the decision, don't you? If you are the decision maker, the decision can change. The decision is always subservient to the decision maker. The decision maker rules the decision. So that's what we usually worship. The ego in its several forms, several manifestations. But then nobody says that I worship the ego. People say, I worship this, I worship that. If you conduct a general survey and ask people, what is it that you worship? And can you list down five items, five things, objects, people, places, anything that you worship? Nobody would list the ego. How would people do that? No, nobody. And nobody would say that I don't have five things to worship. And worship, here we are talking of not necessarily in a religious sense. Worship is devotion. What is it that you are devoted to or committed to? What is it that you hold as high and worth attaining? So people would be able to put down the five things that they worship. But very rarely would you find the word ego in this list of five things. Why do we worship so many other things if centrally we all worship nothing but the ego? All these things that we appear to be worshipping are the things that strengthen the ego. So maybe we do not worship the ego directly, but we worship it indirectly by worshipping the servants of the ego. And that's an even deeper worship, is it not? I worship the ego so much that I am prepared to worship all those things that serve the ego. In other words, I worship the ego so much that I am prepared to worship the servants of the ego. For example, your ego is bolstered by money, so you may start worshipping money. For example, your ego is bolstered by some kind of knowledge or by being at a particular place, or by proving a point to the other, or by being in a particular way, cultivating a personality of a particular type. And you will start doing all those things just for the sake of the ego. All that is nothing but ego worship. So generally, whenever you would ask, Sir, what is it that I worship? I really don't have to think about the answer. To be born is to be born an ego worshipper. 
To be born is to be born with the tendency to preserve the little self. The little self is born and it wants to remain alive. Knowing fully well that being born it's going to die. So all its life, all its time, all that it occupies itself with is self-preservation. Self-preservation because it is always haunted by the spectacle of its imminent demise. It knows fully well that the end is approaching and fast. And the end is approaching not merely in the form of physical death. The end keeps approaching in a thousand ways. Your concepts, your beliefs, your thoughts, your plans, your projections, your memories, your relationships, all are proven false by the facts of life again and again, over and over again, on a daily basis. That's death. And when death surrounds us from outside and threatens us from inside, then obviously our central effort is towards self-preservation. That's what we are doing all the while. Therefore we worship nothing but the ego. You have to figure out the ways in which you worship the ego. You have to figure out the appendages of the ego that you worship. You have to figure out the, the concrete ways that apply to your particular case. Those ways might differ. One might worship the ego as his beloved wife. One might worship the ego as his bank account. One might worship the ego as his political power. One might worship the ego as his bohemian ways. One might worship the ego as the idiosyncrasies of his personality. All those things can change, the names and forms, the particularities. But the central fact remains the same. Getting it? How does one elevate the subject of Shraddha from the one given by Prakriti? You say natural dispositions, that is Prakriti. I have repeatedly said the only method is suffering. Look at the beauty of Sri Krishna's words here. He says, you are your Shraddha. A person verily is what his Shraddha is. You are the one you worship. The quality of your being, the quality of your life is decided by the quality of your devotion. 
the quality of your love. If you want to know who you are, just look at the one you really worship. Just look at the one you are prepared to leave a lot for. Who is it that compels you to leave even very valuable things behind for its own sake? That is the one that you worship. Now don't deny the fact. Now don't be ashamed of the object of your worship. Admit that you are worshipping an unworthy object. All change starts from here. It's not that we do not ever have or come upon valuable things in life. There is none so unlucky or impoverished. We all do get chances. We all are beneficiaries of grace. We all do get blessed with, gifted with, valuable stuff once in a while. And then what do we do? We sacrifice it at the altar of our primitive tendencies. You had a beautiful thing. And what did you give it up for? Your lust or your fear. Shame. Not suffer. Suffering is the method. That is one reason why in one major world religion, Christianity, sin and repentance have a very central position. You are a sinner, are you not? See what you have done. See what you have been continuously doing. Look at your decisions. See what you have been trading and for what. See what you have sold off. And at what price. That's sin. To give away, sell away, or sacrifice the essential for the sake of the inessential, the frivolous, the fleeting, the temporal. That's sin. Sin is a decision. Sin is an act of a clouded consciousness. Nevertheless, it is an act and therefore the responsibility lies squarely on the actor.
and since the responsibility belongs the actor therefore the actor must repent that's the only method acknowledge your sin and repent that's the only way you advance in your consciousness that is the only way the object of your devotion changes don't you daily trade away peace for prestige hmm don't you daily trade away love for comfort that's what sin is a wrong deal a raw deal a bad decision acknowledge that your decisions have been false and that it's very tempting to be taking wrong decisions continuously that's the method what are the austerities that shri krishna is referring to austerity is tap tap understand tap tap literally means passing through fire passing through fire so that all that which can be burnt down does get burnt down all that which is combustible actually simply burns away that's tap tap is to allow the passing to pass away tap is to allow the fleeting to flee tap is to allow the false to fall it's a decision you know the false really doesn't need to be forcibly knocked down it is ready to fall down you stubbornly diligently uphold it you support it no end tap is to gather the courage and the love to let the false fall why is it called tap then why is it 
named as passing through fire because when the false falls it falls with a large part of your being it is not the false that appears like falling you experience as if a great part of yourself has fallen it's almost like death therefore it is being called as tap it requires a special kind of integrity and great love which gives courage <laughs>